Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe List. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. No, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Oh my god, I can't believe we're in the belly of the beast. We're here, we're queer, there's a baby above us, Chuck passed away, I'm gay. You in Queens, it's like like Frank Costanza in Manhattan. Oh yeah, it's like a date. It's all off, it's all pipes. I know, it's a wacky area, I'll say it a million times, you're not going to like it, but there's not one hot person in Queens. You're out of your mind, my wife is right upstairs for God's sake. I stand by my point. No, there's hot women, they're just not... uh, they come out at night. I no, see. There's some hot women, but no, that's because Greeks are ugly. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a, it's, uh, it's, it's Indian, Afghani, it's, you know, Middle Eastern, sure. it's Greek. It's not a lot of, my old neighbor is very hot. She okay. moved. She was very hot and right in the building. Well, maybe with the Sikhs or the hijabs, they're taking our hijabs, are, uh, they cover the face. So even if they are hot, I can't see the lady. That could be. There's more than you realize because their faces are covered. Yes, yes, they should be. Hmm. Yes. Joking. Uh, no, there's some, there's, yeah, it's not, as you're saying this, I, I, I'm not walking around a lot being like, hey, look at this. Yeah. Almost never. Well, it's New York City, so all you do is walk around in the village, Midtown, Chelsea, Soho is model city. And you're just like, oh, look at her, look at her. And Queens are going, go, look at the stash on Greek chick. Yeah, it's a good point. I can't push back on this, really. It's not a hot neighborhood. And I want a hot. I'm not trying to zing. I'd love to see a, a hot whore out here, but uh, it's not in the cards. But you get your hots elsewhere. Sure. You go into the city, you go into, uh, uh, you know, Boston, D.C., yeah. oh, Montreal. Yeah. By the way, I had a guy on my YouTube commenting because I, I made some off the cuff about Canadians of some woman. I was doing <laughs> crowd work and I was like, most Canadians aren't as hot as you. And then some guy wrote... Uh, Canadians, high women are hot. Literal stereotype. Huh. You ever hear this stereotype? Well, I've heard Montreal has hot strippers. This is exactly... Someone commented and goes, I've never heard this stereotype in my life. He goes, I've heard Montreal. And I was like, I came to write the same thing. Yeah. This guy was... No, it's Canadian. Like... No. I've never heard once, you know, Canada, the hot women. Oh, you know where the, the real hot broads are? Saskatchewan. Yes. Presque Isle. The- That's <laughs> yeah. Maine, but whatever. Alberta. Prince Edward Island. Yeah. Yes. There's no hot vagina in Regina. Saskatoon. Oh, that sounds like you'd say that to an ugly woman. She's a real Saskatoon. This, this guy's wife. <laughs> well, you're beautiful. What are you, from Edmonton? <laughs> I mean, just 100% not a stereotype. No, no. Never yeah. heard it. Nova Scotia. I mean. It smells like fish. You hear hot women, you hear like Los Angeles, obviously, maybe Austin. Sure. Dallas sure. has a certain kind of woman. Lots right. of makeup, big tits. Phoenix, I've heard. Phoenix. San Diego. Sure. Yeah, but uh, not Sioux Falls. But there's tons of hot women everywhere except Queens and Canada. Yes, that's true. I mean, my Instagram, I'm just like, wow, we have a, 
a plethora of of hot snatch on Earth. Well, and as you get older, of course, more people become hot to you. Ah, Don't you find that? Good point. The net broadens. Well, especially the longer you're with somebody. I do a joke like this in my act. The longer you're with the same person, the more everyone becomes hot. Oh, you got that right. I'm I looking mean, at uh, Lou over here. <laughs> Lex. Lexi. Lex and, uh, yeah, it's. It, I don't know. It's... Lex Friedman. It's hot women. I don't know. I'm a little, little toasted over here. This is the first post-baby episode. Well, yeah. It's I a different show. We'll be. I was in a story with the Q's uh, shooting some stuff, and I said, let me call old fat man, because uh, he's got a child in the oven, or out of the oven, Yeah. and uh, you know, it's a lot of travel with this New York City, and you can't be too far away from the nugget. You got to come back. Oh, I was looking forward to going to the city, because I was going to hit Equinox. I got uh. a gym membership that costs $1,100 a day, <laughs> and I haven't been there the entire month of November. Ooh. Ooh, they're loving that. It's a little upsetting. They're counting that cash. But I'm doing the push-ups and the crunches and the bullshit, plus well, the baby curls. Do you know the fun fact? Men gain weight biologically when you have a baby because oh, your body boy. is storing fat because they think you can't hunt. Well, there's a lot of things that are happening, too. We get Men get fucked all the way through the process. I got to just talk about this a little bit. Well, women have it tough, too, with the uh, vaginal tearing. No, I disagree. All right. You don't know what you're talking about. It's it's there. It's a cakewalk for these bitches. All right. I've heard there. The taint will rip, the C-sec, the, the breastfeed. Peanuts. Okay. All nothing. Get a burka. Morons. <laughs> Great line. Princess Bride. Plato, Socrates, Aristotle. Morons. <laughs> Boy, Wallace Shawn. Oh, hell of a talent. He is good. Uh, dinner with Andre. Surprised you never see him on Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. It's someone you think you would have saw on there at some point. Yeah, he feels like he's in the mix. Balaban did a good job. That could have been Wallace. Oh, Balaban was lights out. But any farts, the whole time you go in for uh, ultrasound, mm. these women that work there, they do not say hello to you. They don't. Nobody acknowledges. They go, "Hi, Sarah. Welcome. How you doing? Oh. How's the baby?" And I'm just standing there. I'm, I'm not kidding. Not one of them at any point ever was like this. And how do you do, sir? What's your name again? Yeah. Well, you're just a sperm donor douche. And they're like, "Move over there. Don't touch that. Careful. No coffee. Blah blah blah." And uh, similarly with the nurse, many of the nurses, many did, but many just they don't even look over and go, "How you doing? How you feeling?" Wow, it's like high school all over again. And then even your own. Parents are like you have a ba- we had the baby at two thirty four. How Sarah? Uh, I'm your son. Right. I just had a baby too. Yeah. True. True. Very hurtful. But that's oh, that's tough. what I was gonna say. Is the the mother I read they it releases all this endorphins or serotonin or melatonin, whatever kind of tonin, mm. and it allows them to work on no sleep. But we uh, get no juice. Right. Interesting. Yeah, because they get flooded with vitamins and uh, semen or whatever that's going through the veins. But yeah, you get nothing. I got, I'll tell you, I got semen right in my ball sack because no sex for six weeks. What about, are you rubbing it out? Yeah, when the baby's awake, I'll try to get one out or sleep. Oh, geez, right on the face. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that bottle out of the out of the trajectory. It's hard. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of gum. It's a lot of different. It's a different uh, bag of shit. I wonder if there's ever been a guy in history who jerked it while holding a baby. Oh, my but God. not not in a pedophilia way. Just like in a, I gotta do this. I'm backed up. The baby's comfortable. 
I can do this. Holding the baby would be tough. I think that counts as shaking the baby. I think that's a term for masturbation. I got to go shake the baby. It, it should be. Well, but I feel like you could also get a, a, a bop, bop going, and that could rock, rock him to sleep. It's a decent bop. She bop. That's about masturbation. The she- Cindy Lauper. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought that was a, a Ninja Turtles villain. Oh, Bebop. Bebop. And Rocksteady. And Rocksteady. Yeah, you're gonna be rock steady soon if you don't rub one out. It's uh, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole bag of bag of shit. But um, anyways, yeah, just no, no one respects the man. It's a little hurtful. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that's why the men get out and make money because they're like, yeah, hey, you don't want me, I'll hit the bricks and work. Yeah, I'll be out and about, and uh, and I've gone out a few few times, but boy, it's all the cliche. I am so fucking tired, and it makes you feel embarrassed forever thinking you understood what tired oh, was. Oh, interesting. You're like, and Ari was just on a bus tour, and he's like, I've been tired. I'm, I'm this guy. I'm like, talk to somebody else, pal. <laughs> oh, you had to sleep on a bus for 11 days. Yeah. I haven't slept for 10 minutes straight in two weeks. Wow. What about the diaper duty? Do you guys split the split hairs? How's that work? She does more diaper duty, but she's like a natural. She's good at it. She's just in and out. I've done a few. And then the first couple, you're like, help. You got to figure it out. Because he's got shit like on his dick and it comes everywhere. It's oh. crazy because it, it's just a big blowout. Right. Um, but it's tough too with the limbs. You got to bend them and crank them into that fucking yes. outfit. And uh, that's what's nice about the nurses because you're all nervous to breaking them. But these mm. nurses, that's all they do. So right. they're just like, whoop, boop, boop, boo. They just bend them and, and put them in there. They know how to not break them. Isn't it also fascinating that everyone in history has done this? It's so taxing. It's so scary. It's so nerve-wracking. It's so new and, and you know, uh, the, the what, do you, what do you call it? Uh, di- no, what's that word? Uh, mm. When you hold it, you could drop it. It's a liability. Yeah, Everything's liability. a liability. You could kill this thing tomorrow. You could drown it. You could suffocate it. You could fuck it. And everyone did it. It's scary. People do it, but many people fail. That's true. Of course. That is true. Many of them uh, didn't didn't work out so hot. That's why I always think, I try to do this as a joke, but no one knows this saying. You know the saying of every baby's born with a loaf of bread under its arm? No. I think it's like an old Jewish adage or something uh. that like a baby's born, money will come in and take care of them. Oh. A baby's born with a loaf of bread under its arm, meaning like you're worried about finance, but then something comes. I see. And uh, I think no one's heard this. Maybe we can get, can you look up the, yeah. uh, the history of this etymology? Uh, I'm off bread. Baby so I don't know. born with bread under arm. Okay. But anyways, I'm like, I looked up the stat. I'm like, there's like 4.6 million homeless children in the United States. Oh, so a lot wow. of these people were like. Uh, loaf of bread will come. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're in the bread line, but maybe it's the dad's like, oh, you don't, you don't say hi to me. Enjoy the streets, bitch. Yeah, take it. Well, you definitely have those moments of like, he's screaming, and you're like, I'm not gonna. It's like the Chris Rock show. I'm not gonna leave, but you're like, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> those dads that are like, ah, that's enough. Well, Louis said famously he didn't, he didn't hit it big till he did the whole baby in the dumpster thing. He's like, I get it. Right. But anyways, it's a whole rigmarole. What do you got there, Lex? Lex isn't Mike, so apologies. We'll translate. Yeah, Spanish saying. Spanish. Spanish saying. Origin is related to what the birth of a child, mainly a baby boy, meant for the poorest families. A new life brought one more pair of hands to carry money home. Aha, uh-huh. see? So it's supposed to be a worker. That's why these, these Spanish, they work early. That's right. Sweatshops. Little fingers. So yeah, a Jewish, Spanish, same same yeah. thing. Yeah, all, all people I don't care for. All the same. But uh, anyways, so they're supposed to work. Maybe he'll work. Maybe he'll get a job. Maybe put him in nice. the films. Yes, get a, get Uber. 
Cinema. Something. So how you been? Where you been? Because I don't want to. First of all, every single Tuesday right now is like, here we go. Uh, it's a show about babies right, now. And right. I got plenty of uh, bitches on the street, fucking assholes in uh, the car and taxi right. drivers that won't stop talking. So oh, yeah. don't worry, folks. We had to get it out. It's our first one back. Yeah, and I, by the way, I am going to tell a epic tale of this baby being born. Oh, I, oh my God, I got to hear it. Okay, I'm excited. Uh, I'll just do a quick uh, run through. We'll go through the usual, the, the the road, the shows. Let me just say this. I'll throw out a New York Comedy Fest one at you. Please. I've never been invited once. Well, it's there's nothing to it. It's it's a goof. It's There's no lanyard. There's no party. There's no hub. It's just an excuse to get Bill Burr to come to New York, I think. It really is. In fact, I did have a show, PS109. We just submitted to the festival. There you go. And uh, it was funny. Our friend uh, Onika was like, I've never been asked to do it. I'm like, I've been doing comedy for 38 years. I've never been asked to do it. <laughs> I know. I live here. But they fly in all these queefs from all over the the uh, nation, but we're here. Nothing. So talking to Jimmy Carr, uh, British fame, one-liner guy, looks like a... What do you call that? Marionette? Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So uh, I'm talking to him, and he goes, hey, I'm doing Carnegie Hall tomorrow. Do you want to open? And I was like, holy shit. He asked me and Sam. And Sam goes, ah, I'm a little busy. And I'm like, <laughs> Carnegie Hall. When Carnegie Hall calls, you, you you say yes. Practice, practice, practice. Thank you. He said, no dice, no dice, no dice. And I was like, I'm in. I canceled all my spots. I'm going to Carnegie Hall. Sure. So I get there. Salacuse goes, Hey, we're trying to shoot this thing. We could get a shot of you at Carnegie Hall. It could be the whole finale. I go, that's great. Beautiful. I try to get Sally Cuse a ticket. No dice. They're like, hey, you, you can do a spot, but uh, we're, we're sold out. It's full. Carnegie Hall's got all these union rules. Can't squeeze one more guy in. So it's I, booked, Jerry. Yeah. So I tell the cues, hey, sorry, man. Got the kibosh. And he goes, ah, I can get in. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's do it. So it's like a heist. Cars like I want you there at six fifteen. The show's at seven. I go, you got it. I'm outside with Salacuse at six fourteen. I'm like, I gotta go in. He comes in with me. Uh, I do a whole thing. This is my dad? He's dying. He wants you know. He wants to see me one last time at the Carn. And uh, so they go, all right. Uh, geez, you know they they don't know what to do. He looks like shit. He's got the fur coat on and the fucked up hair. And they're like, all right. Meanwhile, he's got a giant. Gimbal, crane, boom mic, <laughs> camera, rig, all this shit. So they're like, go over here, sir. He's like, no problem. So I go in the green room. Salakus behind a pillar. He's got the giant backpack <laughs> doing this shit. And uh, he's hiding. And he's like, just texting me like, you know, con condors in the, the nest or whatever. <laughs> I'm ready when you are. And I'm like, all right, great. So I got to go in the green room. Thank you, Jimmy. Hey, Jeff Ross, how are you? Louie's in there. So we're talking. We're having a great time chopping up. Me and Louie are trading Seinfeld stories. Salacuse is like, I got 30. What's the plan? I'm getting yelled at. A lady threw coffee in my face. I got tased. And I'm like, ah, shit. So finally, I I meet up with Salacuse. We're in the bowels of the, uh, of the, the Carnegie Hall. Beautiful old building, ornate. There's Teamsters everywhere. There's security everywhere. And he goes... We're in like a, a broom closet, and he goes, take this. It's a little gimbal camera. You know, the ones that go like, woo, woo. It looks like a toothbrush. It just oh, sticks yeah, straight yeah. up. I know that camera. It's like a periscope. So he puts that in my jacket front pocket facing out. So he's like, we'll get a great shot of the crowd from your point of view. Oh, my God. I was like, that's amazing. Then he lobs me up, you know, through the shirt, the whole thing. I'm wearing a wire, and he goes, all right, you're good. 
I walk out of the broom closet. Boom, there's Judd Apatow. Hey, he's like, what the hell are you doing in there? I go, I was praying. And uh, he's like, oh, okay, whatever. So uh, the guy finds me and he goes, all right, you're on uh, in two minutes. And I go, okay, great. Jeff Ross is out there. He's killing, you know, roasting Carnegie Hall or Allah or whatever. And then I go out there. Beautiful. Holy shit. I got the gym bowl. I got the mic. I'm feeling good. Look down, front row, Louis C.K. Front row. I don't understand. So he's 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 got a ticket. I mean, he's sitting in the row. He's not side stage. Zero he's side stage, and you're trying to be funny right there. Swear to God, Come in on. the front, like a like a good father. You didn't mistake him. It's not oh, another redhead. No. no, he was jerking off. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't miss him. What are we talking? Center, left, right, center, right. Like okay. boom, just center right. What that's, is that? Two o'clock. Center right. That's me now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's uh, just bam, right there. You're like ah. So I'm I'm jimbled up. I'm mic'd up. Louis here. Salacuse is being pulled out and and you know beaten outside with a hand behind the back. What is he doing out there? I don't know where he went, but he did get a photo of me with the with the phone. I think he got tackled at some point. But he's out there. I don't know. And he said he was just watching Louie watch me. And uh, he texted me. Okay. He's like, Louie applauded one of Mark's jokes. I'm like, <laughs> he's like a proud dad, by the way. He Can is. I just tell you? I just get random texts. I have a baby. He's crying. I just get, it. I open it. <laughs> hey, Louie just applauded one of Mark's bits. I'm like, all right, man. Oh, That's God. great. I'm Can, friends with both those guys. I don't need to know this. Can you imagine being Salacuse's wife? He's just at home like, so this happened. We stuck in a Carnegie Hall. She's like, Jesus Christ, kill me. <laughs> so uh, we we get the shot. It's a, it's a fun crowd. They're, they're, they're very nice. Louie's doing this shit. <laughs> very awkward. And it's very nice, though. What a guy. Great guy. We I come back off. I meet up with Salacuse in a gutter in the back alley. He goes, oh, man, that was great. What a rush. Give me the gimbal. Give me the mic back. And uh, we go to a diner. We go, woo, let's watch the footage. Let's see how it turned out. We're at the diner. Love turned off. Didn't get a word of it. Jimble faced the ceiling, got my nose hairs or something. That didn't work. The whole thing was moot. It all sucked. And that's the cues. Wow. That away, Sally. Yeah. None of it was all for naught. He all is that. An all-time character. He's Kramer. I got a story about him a little later, but uh, oh, he's really something. And uh, these text messages. He's just in love with you. I got a text the other day. <laughs> Baby's crying. Baby's screaming. I'm trying to, uh, you know, this. I'm doing this. I'm doing yeah. that. The other thing. I opened the text. Just had a sketch idea. Pitch it to Norman. He's in. <laughs> And you're probably at home going, well, you have a part in the sketch. Yeah, he wants yeah. you to direct it. Maybe you're co-writing. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Just Salakus had an idea. Thought of Mark for it. Mark wants to do it. That's it. That's the, there's your text. There it is. You know what's weird about the cues? We're doing a whole cues hour, but he gets these big gigs, and he doesn't tell us about those. Right. He'll tell me, like, oh, we got a sketch cooking, and you're like, I don't care. But he's doing a shoot for the Vanity Fair, two-spread page. I know. He like he hangs out with the Beastie Boys. Yeah. He's got Biggie Smalls is like his exactly. godfather. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, exactly. He's raising Tupac's kids. Meanwhile, he's like, I thought of a sketch idea. Yes. And I'm waiting for a dot, dot, dot. I want you to star because I think you're a world class and he's like but norman's got it no sweat I'm like this. okay yeah kick ass well all right so i leave there and uh jimmy car goes you know Chappelle's gonna be at the stand i go well i cancel all my spots i'll go to that and just watch nice uh Chappelle's there he's nice uh kevin hart all these people jeff ross again 
And uh, Chappelle goes, hey, what's up, man? And I'm like, hey, I can tell he's a little shaky. Like, we've met, but I can't remember. Right. And then his son walks up, who's <laughs> hanging out, and his son goes, oh, I follow you on Instagram. Great stuff. So then wow. Chappelle goes, you want to go on? I go, yeah. So I got to do five on that. That was fun. <laughs> Crowd wow, so hated Carnegie me. Carnegie and Chappelle, same night? Not bad. The festival. I take it all back. The festival's amazing. And you've done Carnegie before, right? With the shoom, yeah. Wow. Yeah. This Double was, Carnegie. This was this was somehow scarier. That I was booked. Esty was in the crowd. But this was like I remember that. last minute, Louis front row, you know, they're all wearing suits. I look like an idiot. I'm wearing a T-shirt. So I always remember the night you did Carnegie because I missed a seller spot. It was like a Friday night or Saturday night. Oh. And I've told the story before, but I had the. I was at my gym, just got out of the steam room. I had late spots, and I get the. And this is when Luis Gomez was hosting there. Where are you? Mm. And I was like, Oh, I'm at uh, the steam room. And he's like, You're next. At the oh. VU. And then I remember going there and had to deal with Esty, but she was like all happy because she just came from Schumer. Oh right. And, uh, and you opened. Now, what room haven't you done in New York? You've done MSG. You've yeah. done Carnegie. Yeah. You've done the Beacon. Did the Apollo. You've done the Apollo. And the Best Buy. You've done New York, what's it, Town Hall. Town Hall I did, yeah. And then the other one where the uh, O&A, whatever you call it, Patrice oh, Benefit yeah. is. Oh, yeah. The New York Bicentennial Theater, whatever the hell that's called. Have you done the MSG Theater? I have not. Okay, that's the one and only room. You've done it. I just did it with uh, with old Sammy Morrill. Well, we got to hear that too. Well, that was something. So uh, that was first Saturday after the baby was born. Yeah, back home, and uh, you know you're looking at your calendars wide sure. with this baby because sure. you take everything off. And uh, I'm looking, going, well, Saturday. I had something Friday. What the fuck did I have? I can't remember. Mm. God damn, my mind is mush. I don't know. But anyway, Saturday. I think I had a spot somewhere. Fuck, I'll think of it later. But Saturday I had off, and I was like, uh, hey, maybe I was, t- I was texting with Sam about whatever, and I said, hey, maybe I'll see how Sarah's feeling, but maybe I'll come by, maybe. Yeah. And he wrote, uh, okay, sounds good. And then a couple of days later, he goes, hey, if you're coming by, how about you open the show? Ooh, you got to love that text. Which is nice, because then it gives you the, now I have to go. Yes. That's a great feeling. Yes, that's an out. There's no more like, let me feel her out and right. see. It's like, I got to go. I'm booked. Bitch. So uh, went there and uh, just a beautiful, not no real story, but you're excited to go. I went early, MSG Theater underneath, beautiful 5,000 seat theater, sold really? out. Wow. And uh, you go and, and Sam and I just shot the shit for like an hour and a half. Will Silvince is there. Sam's uh, Squeeze is there. And then Berkowitz is there. Uh-huh, the Berk. Super agent, agent of the stars. My agent was there. And uh, just a great hang and uh, fun set. And then all the seller people were there. Gnome, SD, Val, Liz. That was exciting. And what a thrill to see a big Sambo up there. And uh, he killed. But I guess I was so exhausted. Yeah. yeah, You're not sleeping, the whole thing. And then I can see his little digital clock Uh up there. And it's at 18 minutes. And I'm like, whew. It was a long night because yeah. you, you get there early because sure. you want to hang and everything, and you're like, but you realize you're like, I've been up since four a.m. Oh, and so uh, you're a farmer. The the jokes are so great, but you got I got to do jumping jacks because I'm on ninety minutes of sleep. I can't I focus. And then you watch comedy, it kind of lulls you. Like, all right, I'm going out. It's a vo- it's it's just the a voice. He's got that deep voice. I mean, Sam could do go to sleep tapes. He's got that uh, yes timbre voice. But he does Jeffrey Tambor. Boy, every single fucking joke. You keep thinking like, oh. 
be a joke that I'm like this. Eh. Right. No, he's a beast. Every single fucking joke. And then he's got a crazy story that I'm sure if he hasn't already, he'll tell on the podcast. He's Ooh. got a. Oh, know, with the lady. A kooky lady. I heard about the that, lady. Uh, went a little kooky and he had to yell at her. That was kooky. And Berkowitz, the ultimate agent, he went in there and he was like, you have to go, ma'am. And they're like, who are you? And he's like, I work for, I'm head of security at MSG. Wow. Impressed. Imagine your agent bouncing people. He is the super agent. Hey, Sam told me some other story about how he got some some money cleared up and you're like, man, this guy can do it all. You wonder how people get to the top at stories like that. You got that right, Fanny. But just a special night, fun night, me, Will, Sam, Kramer, the butler, and uh, and and you got to go see Sam's hour. Get excited for this. It's going to be, a, oh, I don't yeah. know if it's out where it's going to be yet, but. Uh, well, he shoots in the Wilbur, I think, in March. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, it's already so. on sale. But yeah, that was awesome. And then it's also exciting because I just wanted to go see the show. Sure. And uh, you got a nice fat check, which is beautiful. Wow, you got a check. Oh, absolutely. Well, not a check, a deposit, whatever you call it. But you, still. You better zell. Made some cash. I'm back to opening. I did a new game with Nate. I'm opening for <laughs> Sam. And uh, let me know if you right. want me to swing by that beacon because <laughs> sure, well, you're, I'm available. You're, uh, you got some high standards. I mean, it's Nate, it's Sam. You're not going to go open for uh, Vince McMahon at the uh, Uncle Vinny's. No, no. I'm opening for uh, Rana next weekend at, at <laughs> Chuckle Dicks. Uh, oh, what are you doing? Uh, QED? <laughs> um, I'll be at, uh, what's it called? Grove 34. There you go. Something, some point. I'm doing all my shows in Queens now. I'm either opening for friends or doing shows in Queens. My well, career's over. It's going to be an ugly audience. It's a wrap. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh, can uh, I throw a thing by you? Real yeah, quick? yeah. Plus, you got the baby tail. I'll get to the baby tail. He's got a tail. <laughs> um, the other day, cut that right off. I'm walking up in my neighborhood, my corner here, my street corner, and the traffic gets a little uh, gridlocked, you know. Mm. And there's a guy blocking the street, and I'm walking, and there's a woman. Now, I don't want to, you know, you never want to get too racial here, but I'm just painting a picture. Okay. The Mexican. man in the middle of the street who's gridlocked to no fault of his, uh, some fault of his own. I hate when people gridlock, but yeah. sometimes you're like, oh, the lights change and then it stops and then it never goes again. So it he's happens. in the middle of the intersection. It happens. It's frustrating. Then there's a lady, uh, African-American persuasion. Ah, fat got, black. Got the No, quite thin. Oh, thin black. Very thin, long hair, sunglasses, and she's not too happy about Mr. Asia ah. blocking the traffic. And I'm just walking by, you know, one eye open, half asleep. So it's glidlock. Ah. <laughs> and uh, she's laying on the horn, and then the light, her light turns green. She pulls right up to this guy laying on the horn, which I hate these lay on the horn people. Hate a horn lay. Because you're like, yes, he's an asshole, but now you're an asshole to everybody. Exactly. He's annoyed you, and you've taken that and annoyed a thousand people in the neighborhood. Good point. Bunch of uglies are all upset. You got that right. So she lays on the horn, and then she lays off, and she does the full out the window like this. She goes, can I say something? Can I say something? Respectfully. Respectfully. Right now, you DWA. Driving while Asian, oh, motherfucker! Oh, <laughs> and shit. does like a... Oh, and pulls off and peels out. Good. And as she does it, she goes... Oh, and she's banging the car like Kramer with the, uh, the, the the cigar Indian. Oh, my God. Ooh. And you're like, I just saw a real racial incident. Wow. And the guy was like this. This poor guy was like this. 
Ah! I felt for him. Does a, a, a minor head shake right outside here. She's been sitting on that for three years waiting. She heard that at a party and she goes, I'm going to use that motherfucker. And then she had the perfect gridlock opportunity yeah she really hit him with it and i felt i gave him a look of like i'm sorry it's uh, you don't deserve that but yeah. also i wanted to chase her down and be like that was pretty good that's pretty good i mean that's up there with cpt oh yeah well she might have been late i don't know well she is now thanks to ddda <laughs> but uh that was something dwa and uh, worst airline ever <laughs> i think i might have had something else written down I mean, we haven't recorded in a month and a half oh yeah wow that's a great story dwa i mean there's something going on with the afro-americanes and the uh, asian persuasion because uh, there's a little bit of <laughs> kung fu friction oh yeah there's a lot and uh yeah there was a lot of asians getting punched and yeah you know whatever come on somebody's got to make the jordans uh Hey, hey, folks, Tuesday with Stories brought to you by BetterHelp. Yes, you know we love therapy. Our therapist, Al, is incredible. Big Al, and we don't know where we'd be without him. If you're looking to get started with therapy yourself, BetterHelp makes it easy to get started. Everything's online. Take a quiz, and BetterHelp's team will match you with a licensed therapist. You can connect with them over video chat, over the phone, or even by message, so it's convenient and totally suited to your schedule. That would really uh, help me out because, you know, going all the way up to his office is a whole trek, especially in Manhattan, up and down. You know, you lose a good two, two and a half hours on the day. So this is quick, convenient, easy, no travel, no leaving the house. So I'd say this is pretty convenient. As much as we love chatting with your friends or significant other, reaching out to a trained therapist is a total game changer for your mental health. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Tuesdays today. Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Tuesdays. Get on it. Hey, folks, Tuesday Story is brought to you by Manscaped. Whether you're buying your loved ones or for yourself this holiday season, you can't go wrong with Manscaped. Manscaped's new performance package 5.0 Ultra has everything you need to shape things up down there. It comes with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra Body Trimmer, the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, their Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion, and Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. They're also throwing in two free gifts, super comfy boxers, and a travel bag to store your stuff. Love that travel bag, because I travel with this puppy every weekend. I got one in the suitcase, one in the pantry? What do you call that? Medicine cabinet. The Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra truly does it all. It comes with two blade heads and a standard trimmer blade and a foil blade for a super smooth finish. And it's waterproof, so you can shave anywhere. Shape up, feel good, look good, and smell great. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code TUESDAYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And you'd code, use code TUESDAYS. Hey, folks, Tuesday's story is brought to you by Raycon. Don't zone out until Black Friday. There are incredible deals going on right now that you're going to want to take advantage of. Raycon has started their deals early. You can save up to 50% on products like the gaming earbuds, everyday speaker, and fitness earbuds. Ooh. Raycon is known for their high quality and features that are actually useful, like 32-hour battery life and comfortable in-ear fit. 
I love my Raycon everyday earbuds and never leave home without them. Within, with eight hours of playtime, crystal clear call quality and resistance to water and sweat, you can take these puppies anywhere. This past year, they've been expanded into home goods and power tech. Check out their faucet filler that ultra filters, faucet filter that ultra filters what comes out of the tap to make sure the water is sparkling clean. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering a 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. Hurry now to buy Raycon.com. Hurry now to buy Raycon.com slash Tuesdays. You get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash Tuesdays to score 50% off on certain products for Raycon. BuyRaycon.com slash Tuesdays. Get on it. Uh-oh. Oh, that sounds like my oh, baby. I had to force that out. You sound like the, the baby fighting over there. <laughs> oh, I need a wipe um, and some powder. I got a bunch more stuff. I just want to say I did a Denver. Denver. This is how big of a comedy boom we're in. Yes. Did Denver. Did a show at the Paramount. Great crowd. They got love. Something about that city is one of the great comedy cities. Top Absolutely. five, I'd say, in the country. Did the Paramount. Brad Williams, our, our little friend, small world. Is at uh, the club. He sold out everything. So he goes, come hang out after. So I do the Paramount, walk over to Comedy Works, which is just not, it's the same staff. Right. It's, all, it's Tanya's there. It's The drinks are flowing. So I'm hanging out with him. He goes, hey, Hassan Minaj is at the arena. Uh, we're all getting breakfast tomorrow with Josh Wolf. Not Josh Wolf. Josh Blue. Oh, Josh Blue. Josh Blue. And so it's, everyone sold out. How does there enough people in one city to go to all these shows? It's I, well, I guess you could do the numbers. Yeah, but then everyone gets breakfast the next morning, and I had a good. I said, uh, "Hey, a midget, a Muslim, and a retard walk into a brunch <laughs> place." And uh, we had a good time, but uh, yeah, just Woo! fun. The comedy is so much of a boom. Go back to the hotel. Uh, jump on a flight the next morning to Grand Junction. You ever heard of it? Colorado? Yes. Okay, yeah, I've heard of it. It's like a five-hour drive from Den. It's all, It's towards Utah. It's in the middle of Salt Lake and Cal. My name's Denver. Johnny Utah. Oh, yeah. Ah, I love that scene where he shoots up to this guy for oh, no yes. reason. Hurt knee, very upset. Yeah, so uh, fly, always weird to fly in the state, to the same state. But I guess you do it to Buffalo. Wow, I was about to say, I don't think I've ever done that, but then I realized I've done it a hundred times in California and New York. But yeah, that's oh, rare. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty rare. It's rare, especially in that state. But you're like, it's a five-hour drive or like a 30-minute flight. So I'll take the flight. Grand Junction, it's very red. It's very uh, American. Mm -hmm. You know, I went there, it was Veterans Day. I saw the saddest Veterans Day parade. You know, the old people in the chair with the flag. Yeah. And there's a million veterans going by. And uh, it was just, it was like, I, I said it was like a hearing aids walk. That was my hey, big line. That's good. Hey, hey, it didn't didn't do well on stage. Yeah. I mean, it's not haha, -ha, but it's good. It's a, it's a tweet. It's something. It's like yeah. a popsicle stick. Right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but some about these towns, you're like, you're the biggest thing in the town. You know, because like you've been on TV. Sure. Lauren Boebert's from there. That was that's their big claim to fame. Who's Lauren Boebert? She's the busty uh, political skank who blew, who jerked off the guy in the movie theater ten minutes ago. Oh, I missed it. Oh, okay. It was big. You were having a baby. I know Pee Wee. 
Oh, yeah. She's kind of like the right-wing AOC. Oh, okay. You know? Um, so, some of these towns, I had David Rodriguez open. He runs the comedy fort. Right, Great I guy. know him. Great guy. He killed. And it, it was at like a community playhouse, you know, kind of thing. And it was the hottest crowd. And you're loose because you got no stakes. Right. And just had a great time, got drunk alone, flew back the next day, and I did something on Sunday. Shit. Flew back. Go! I'm blowing it. Ah, I can't think of the Sunday, but I did something with the wife. What did we do? We did a big thing. (laughs) Ah, God, I can't think of it. I'm the same way. I don't know what day is which. Ah, shit. Oh, boy. I'll think of it. Alzheimer's. Yeah, it's coming in. It's kicking in. It's the the, the sleeping pills. I got no memory. Well, you hit 40. It's all downhill. Oh, like a Malaysian plane. But now, uh, now that's a that's a gif for a gif. If somebody could just take the two of us doing this together, that yeah. could be I'm going to re- respond to every tweet like that. That's a reverse heil. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So, uh please, I mean, we're halfway in. I want to hear about this uh birth. All right. I got to give you some Vegas oh, stuff. Oh, too, Vegas speaking, is great. Yeah. Speaking of which, I also talking about booms. I'm flying back from Vegas. I had a corporate. I'm on at the airport and uh you know, I'm sitting in front of the little slot machine thing. Matt Backus, you know him? Oh, he's cute. He comes over. He was in town opening for Jeff Acuria. Oh, okay. So Backus is like, hey, I'm on this flight. We're chatting for 10 minutes. Michael Costa walks by. Oh, I love the cost. So I kick Backus to the curb. I start talking to Costa. Handsome fella. Costa? Oh, he's 6'8". Oh, yeah. Beautiful head of hair. Funny guy. Tennis pro. The whole thing. Ooh, he's really something. Wee. But uh, so then he's on the flight. So I say, hey, Matt, good to see you. Costa, good to see you. High five. Rachel Dratch walks by. Jeez, this is only getting more celeb. She's she's uh, was in town over Tina Fey. Nate Bargatze was there. He was at the Encore. Jeez Louise. Not on the same flight. He doesn't take flights anymore. Now private. Um, but he was there. Then I get on the plane. I'm in 1C. I had a, I got a nice first class upgrade. Primo. Which is going to end after that. I have one more year of Diamond, and then this baby's going to tank my goddamn oh, status. Oh, right, because you won't be flying as much. I don't think so. Well, we'll see. Ah. But so I get uh, I get one C windows open. I go. I hope it's not a fat moose or a piece of shit. Dan Shacky walks wow. in. And I go, Shacky, you're on this flight. He goes, I was here with Nate. And I go, where are you sitting? And he steps right over. He goes, I'm right here. He steps over. So oh. got back is Shacky Costa Dratch list. Wow, it's not a festival. They were all just in town. It's better than the New York Fest. There's actually comics there. And uh, so we do this. I'll just rip through this real quick. Where are we at? I don't want to take all day here. Okay, great. So we go. To, I had Vegas corporate gig for day traders. What do you know about day trading? Mm, I know about gay trading. And it's <laughs> not pretty. I've been there. What about night trading? You never hear about that. Well, I think the market closes. Ah. I'm slowly learning the stuff because okay. there's the people they trade for like the future. Mm. There, you buy a stock, you buy something in Chipotle, you keep it for ten years, sure, and you sell it and you get Bitcoin. I don't know. <laughs> Something happens. <laughs> These guys sell in a day. They okay. buy, sell oh, over the course of the it. day. It's almost like penny slots. Something like that. I don't know. Don't but slot shame. I'm picturing Wolf of Wall Street, Coke, throwing Brad Williams yes. around. Yes. And, you know, you know yes. whatever. Racial epithets and all kinds of screaming. Racial dretch. But <laughs> I guess racial epidretch. <laughs> I don't know. That's a stretch. But uh, epidural. Uh, so... 
Gotta get we it. go there. They're all like incel nerd guys. Yeah, they yeah. just sit at home and, and look at the computer and trade days. They're like, I'll give you a Wednesday for a Friday. <laughs> I did that on stage and hit. Believe That's it or great. Not. <laughs> Better than hearing aids walk. I, I kept calling back to it too. I was like, how about two Sundays for a Friday? And they'd be like, ah! and then I'd do a bit. It would bomb. And yeah. I'd be like, I'll give you a next Saturday for Monday morning. It's uh, a bad then, trade. You know when you keep doing the bit and then you go back to it finally and eventually everyone's like, we got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So I don't want to throw this gentleman under the bus because he's a nice guy. He's a sweet boy. But I got Monas comes out. Look, Monas. I love the Moni, Moni, Monas. Well, it was fun to reunite because we did all these gigs together. Sure. Sorry, that's fruit flies or something. I'm embarrassed. Okay. We haven't been down here in a while. <laughs> but uh, we throw all the baby's dirty diapers down here. So oh, I see what, the pile. That's where the flies are from. Uh, that's Lex. Um, <laughs> but... We go out there, Monus is opening, and now I, I got to be this guy. When you have a baby for two weeks, you have a gig. I, I woke up in the morning. First of all, I sleep for like eight hours. I wake up, and I'm like, I'm going to go get a like Starbucks, eat breakfast, go play poker, Hell and then yeah. do whatever else I feel like doing because I'm back. You got that right. Because there's no chance. I can't be of service. If you're here and you decide to go out for lunch, you're like, oh, he's, I'll run back. Right. But I'm in Vegas. And making some some good coin. Yes, providing. Exactly. So uh, I go play poker first thing in the morning. I wake up at 7 because I'm all fucked up. And uh, played poker. I won 500 bucks playing poker. Wow. Maybe maybe morning is the move. I love morning. Yeah, because you, you get out there and it's, it's not a ton of people there. Yeah. But uh, no one likes a poker story, but just real quick. Play, who doesn't like a poker story? I, I feel like it's like fishing. I caught a big fish. Everyone's uh, like, all right, who cares? Yeah, but there's movies about poker. That's a good point. And poker is a show. We used to watch that professional poker in college. Well, so I'm sitting there and I'm doing okay. You know, I, I've been playing for a couple hours and uh, I got about 300 bucks or so and I get pocket queens. Nice. Nice hand. Now there's a guy who just sat at the table. He just got here. Is that bad? Well, it's whatever, but I, I don't know how he play. He doesn't know how I play. And so he bets sixty-five bucks. That's a big hand. That's a bit. It's it's one three minimum three dollar okay. blinds. He bets sixty-five, so that's a big bet. But I'm like, I got queens over here, yeah. so I got to call. So I call. A second guy calls. Mm. Now there's three of us. Sixty-five dollars. I can't do that math. What's that? One eighty, one ninety-five. There you go. And uh, that's in addition to all the blinds and everything. Whatever. Whoever called before. It's quite a pot. So then we flop, and it's like a 7-4-2 or some shit. This guy bets $75. Mm. So I'm like, wow, okay, this is crazy. And I don't know this guy. He don't know me. And then I'm a fun poker guy. Yeah. So I go, hey, what is this? We were having fun before you got here. Oh. We were all having a good time. And this guy does this move. He's oh, staring at me. He's like sizing me up. Oh, man. Because I think I'm being the fuck. We're having a good time and I'm trying to bust balls. What is this crazy bet? You got and a poker face on a bit. He's doing this. He's giving like the, the real stink eye. Yikes. So I realize he's sizing me up. So I'm like, all right. So I shove. Are you familiar with shove? All in? That's all in. Okay. Because that's the only move. Otherwise, he's just going to bet all my chips out. I got queens. Pop shove it. So I go, I'm all in. And uh, I'm like, now I'm trembling. This is crazy because this is a pile of money. I got a new baby. He needs a pair of shoes. Right. And this is tension, too, with you and the uh, the poker face. So this guy over here, the third guy that's already in for 65, He's obviously has something. He doesn't want to get out. So he's oh, yeah. like, I don't know what to do. And uh, he goes, uh, I'm out. He folds. All right. All right. This guy calls. He's got $190 or something. So we both shove everything in. This guy's already got his money in. We finish the, the hand. We oh, flip. God. 
Both those guys had pocket jacks. Oh! So they're drawing, he's drawing dead because the guy next to him has all the jacks. Oh, jack off. So I got the queens and I just raked Woo! it all in. It was uh, just a huge pot, double my money, plus his money, plus everyone else's money. Wow. And it's like 12 minutes of me trying to stack them oh. up and it was quite a feeling. Love a statutory rake. And then I just, uh, I bled them all dry. And then later a guy took like 150 off me, which was tough. Ay, ay, ay. That one fucked me. But I still, I left up 500 bucks, which was sweet. That is killer. You could just, that's just play money for the weekend. Let's get a bite. Let's get a steak. Here you go, Mona, as a tip. Well, it was beautiful. And then I met up with Monas, and he's like, let's hit the roulette wheel. Okay. And I've never had anything like this before. I hit seven, my first seven spins, I won $40 or more on every spin. Just Jesus. kept hitting it. He was like, what has happened? He was getting raped. He lost everything. Now, do you go number or color? I go number. I'm all numbers, Jerry. What do you do? The you know, sometimes you can put on the corner of it. You know, I do a little corner. Okay. I'll do a little bit split corner thing, the row, everything. And uh, I won another 150 doing that. So I left up 650 bucks plus the corporate cash, a loaf of bread with every baby. You got that right. Holy shit! So it was really something. That was a great gig. So then we go do the gig, and you know these gigs are always tough. First of all, it was a late start. It's like a 9:30 yeah. p.m. Ooh. And again, I'm up at 7 a.m. I'm on no sleep, so I'm right ready for bed. I'm all wacky. Can you give us the ins and outs? Is it a company? Is it a fundraiser? Is it a, you know, clean? Well, it's these day traders, but it's not a, it's like a group of day traders and it's for a good cause. They have an event and they raise money for good causes, but they have a good time also. All right. So a little. Yeah. So they're drinking. It's in an old strip club. It's like stripper poles and everything at the Mirage. Which is not a nice hotel, by the way. Shithole. Complete shithole. Trash heap. So we do the gig, and then they have one of the day traders. They say he's going to host the event. He's going to do stand-up for the first time ever. Oh, they love doing this shit. And they say he's a real firecracker, funny guy. Mm. And I say, great. In my mind, I'm like, great. They say he's going to do five minutes. So I go, beautiful. And I think he's going to go up and shake and go, Oh, boy, we haven't been here since Bob threw up in the laundromat that time. Right. Everyone's going to go, oh, that was funny. You know, some, some not local, but what do you call that? Uh, Lowbrow? In, in, oh, inside jokes? Inside jokes. And a, and a couple of, I thought he had a couple bits, maybe a piece of paper. Yeah. And Michael read J. them. Fox. And trembling and just look at, so I'm like, okay, this will be great. He'll get a couple laughs. He's not a real comic. He'll get a couple laughs. You know, get embarrassed and shy. Probably do two minutes in reality. And it's endearing. It's endearing. And he'll bring up Luke. Luke will warm him up. And then here comes the big gun. Nice. The big daddy. Well, so the guy goes up. And I'm expecting all kinds of nerves. First time doing stand-up. This guy sits down on the chair like Schultz. He sits like this. Like elbows on the knees like a Schultz set. Uh Uh-huh. I've never seen anyone more confident in my life. Wow. He was like, uh, y'all party in Vegas? (laughs) Y'all party in Vegas. White guy? Indian guy. Indian guy. But, you know, like a, like a sexy, like a very handsome. Like a Hassan Manoush. Yeah, kind of like that. A very, like a beautiful, not that all Indian people aren't sexy. Wow. I'm just describing him. I'm not saying, you know. Hot people are rarer. Yes, of course, especially in Queens. You got that right. A lot of Indians here. So he's got the most confidence I've ever seen. And I'm like, shit, maybe he's going to kill. Uh-huh. Well, he does his bits. He gets a couple of okay. Snickers, let's say, because he might hear this. But uh, take a guess how much time he did. Supposed to do five. Oh, geez. Take I don't a know. shot. Three. 26 minutes. Oh, my God. 
get out of here. I thought he was going to go short. I swear to God, he gets up. He paces. He's, he's stomping. He's got a little Chris Rock about him. He's got a little oh Schultz. God. And I'm in the back. I'm, I'm half asleep. Luke uh, Monas is like looking at me going, what's going on? Hands on the head. There's Indians and the sand and words. <laughs> I mean, he really had a, a plethora of material. Wow. And I got photos. 26. I'll show you. He's working it this way. He's swinging. He oh looked like my Cosby. Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm the most confident performer I've ever seen. Not a ton of laughs. Sure. Uh, 26. Or, or smiles, even for I'm that matter. Flabbergasted. And then by the it ends with like six day traders being like, all right, that's en-. They're literally like, enough. Oh, my they're like, God. Rap, they're giving the wrap up, the whole wow. thing. Wow. And a uh, very Mah- nice guy, by the way. Mahatma Gandhi did less time. They couldn't have been... <laughs> Nicer these people. They brought me gifts. They brought me a onesie uh, and, a, and a t-shirt, and uh, we did like a meet. And usually you hate a meet and greet, sure. but this was like a pleasant meet and greet. Everyone was so nice, baby advice, friendly. Oh, there you go. And uh, there was one guy that was that picked me up. That was so cool, Sean. I think he might be a Tuesday. Huge fan of yours, and he was like, I. I Pushed hard for you on this gig. Hell and yeah! He brought me cigars. All right, lunch. And uh, they were all so nice. Monus goes up, and I'm like, okay, here we go. Monus first line, zilch. They just weren't. It's one of those events where it's like they were partying and they've been quieted down. Yes. And now they're like, I guess we're watching comedy. Eventually, Monus gets them. And I, I did okay. I got them. They wanted dirty and like yeah. inside jokes, kind of, or what do you call it? Ball busty jokes. Yes. They so it ended do. up being fun. But I was like, that guy really, he brought the heat. Yeah. Well, 26. What'd you do? 28? <laughs> I did. I did about 52. Okay. And then it was one of those ones, too, where they're like, you got to come out with us after. And yeah. I had to do like, there's not any single chance I'm coming. No amount of money. I'm like, yeah, you could give me. First of all, I had a 440 pickup. Oh, God. And uh, it was like 1130. And then Monus, this is the best. Love, love Monus. They go, uh, well, what about you? you have, I, and I threw him under the bus. You know me. I'm like, he's got a late flight. Yeah. He flies out at 8 p.m. He's your guy. And he wants no part of this. We're just not party guys. And uh, one of the guys goes, well, you can come with me. I'll drive you. And Luke goes, well, I got to um, change first. Ah, smart. And we walk away, and I'm like, why would you change? You're dressed for a corporate gig. What other outfit would you put on? Good point. He's got you know a dress shirt and buttons and the pants. And I'm like, well, where would... Oh. And he's like, yeah, I blew it. <laughs> but um, they couldn't have been nicer. And uh, it was a very, I'm grateful. It was such a lucrative gig. Luke. There you go. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Great gig. But boy, that was the Man. opener was something else. I mean, Aziz, I'm sorry I went long. <laughs> Good Lord. That's a wild amount of time. I mean, and then, you know, I paid Luke a plethora of money. But I'm like, this guy did double the time Luke did. <laughs> That's true. But he owes you a couple bucks. Any farts. That was Vegas. Fly back. Great time. And I guess I could get some baby. You want the baby? I'm dying. Well, I, you know, I haven't heard it yet. So I'm just uh, in with the viewers. Here. All right. Well, so I feel like I'm hogging. I'm talking Hog. too much. I mean, you, you, you gave birth to a human life. I want to hear about it. Yes, I certainly did. Well, so you go in there. I you got a baby. It's adorable. It's a 3 a.m. call time. Whoa. Because it takes forever to give birth. Why is it? You never hear about a baby, you know, born at noon. It's always 2 in the morning, 5 in the morning, 3 in the morning. I don't know. And, and I'm doing this as a joke, but I'll say it here, too. When you think of labor, when you hear labor, I was in labor. What are you, what are you thinking? Legs up. I want to fucking kill you. Look what you did to me. Placenta flying, exorcist shit, shitting the, the, the floor. Exactly. That's what I thought later. And for these 
bitches, man. For for a year, my whole life, I was in labor for 48 hours. I was in labor for 50 yep. hours. Yep. Labor, first of all, I'll, I'll get to that, but we show up. It's 3 a.m., and it feels like a late night, doing a late night set. Right. It's a little late night where you're like, you're nervous. We're going to do this thing. This is going to happen, but you got to go through all the rigmarole first. You have a, a car ride and all this stuff. So we set the alarm. It's our last night. We, we make love. Then it's like you go to bed. I went to bed. We set the alarm for, you know, 2.15 a.m. Yeah. You got your your bag. She's packed. I'm like half packed because I'm an idiot. Half packed. <laughs> I'm a moron. She's got all this stuff. Pillows, the works, blankets, clothes. You drive in. The city, it's a city that never sleeps is bullshit. It's dead silent. Right. And it's, uh, what do you call it? Mount Sinai West, which used to be Roosevelt Hospital. Uh, 57th and 10th, something like oh, that. Oh, wow. And 10th. Manhattan, baby. Yeah. So we go in. It's super quiet. It's like eerie out there. Is and there a Queens Hospital? There is, but like we we went we went the top. And you want your kid to not be ugly. And our, our doctor is the best. I talked about her before. She's my hero. She listens to the podcast, which is insane. Maybe I'll use her when I... Uh... Oh, you got to. Okay. Oh, you have to. She's number one. So we go in, we're all excited, and uh, you, you drive there, you're half asleep, you park the car, and meanwhile, the gate is closed, you gotta like honk the horn, because oh, it wow. says 24 hours, yeah. and it's like three in the morning, and there's literally kooks on right. the street. Like, I'm like, I'm coming here to have a baby, and there's like homeless guys dragging their, like, ah! Yeah. And you're like, Get, open the fucking gate, for right. God's sakes. We go in. We first we walk into the emergency room, and it's like it's just gunshot. I mean, it's an emergency room in Manhattan at three a.m. Yeah, and exactly. you're like, get us to the fucking mothership, whatever. <laughs> Their mother. So we finally they send us up there. We go in. You check in. It's three a.m. Then like Sarah's filling out a form. She's like, "Is our insurance cover this? Is this our?" And I'm like, "This what?" Uh, I'm like, "What are we talking about?" I'm like, "Well, you can't do anything now. We're just." We're here. We're not going to yeah. go to a different hospital. So now right. in my mind, I'm like, this is going to cost $350,000. Oh, We're yeah. fucked. We're going to be homeless. No loaf of bread. We finally go in there. We get a room. It's nice. The woman goes in first. They like they bring her in. I'm like, am I just sitting on this bench all day? Yeah. And the reason is because they have to go in there and say, is he beating the shit out of you? Whoa. Yeah, I had no idea. Wait, what? Huh? They got to make sure you don't have like an abusive husband or partner. That's a weird time to ask. I guess so. So I'm sitting out here like dad of the year with my little to-go bag. My wife's in there. I don't realize they're shaking her down, being like, you got to blink twice if he's fighting you or whatever. Wow. So finally the nurse comes out. This is what I'm talking about. No one like, men are just pieces of shit in this whole process. Wow. There's a lot of pieces of shit men, obviously. Sure. So then they come out. They're like, all right, we're ready for you. I come in. Sarah just rats them out. They're like, they were shaking me down. They think you're a piece of shit. I'm like, I'm a good guy. Anyways, we go in, you start the process, she has to get the epidural, which is a 48-inch needle they shoot into your spine or whatever. Good Lord. And I don't do needles, you know me, so I'm like, cry. I get in front of Sarah, I'm holding her hand, I'm eating her out, while like a guy <laughs> named, an Asian guy named Tron is jamming a fucking 14-inch needle into her back. Wow, NDA, needling while Asian. <laughs> um, so she's like... Tough as nails, this woman. She's not even phased. She doesn't give a fuck. They're pumping the needle in. There's not one... If I had to do what she had to do, I would just be like, we can't have a baby. We can get a dog. That way, Sarah. I mean, she's 58 years old, so she gave herself a shot in the butt every day for wow, four months. Wow, badass. A needle in the spine. They're taking blood every 10 minutes. It, it's crazy. I, I wouldn't have put up with one single thing. Yeah. 
I come in my pussy. I wouldn't want either. Yeah, good point. You like the mouth. <laughs> but, um, when it hits that throat, my God, what a feeling. <laughs> it's very warm. But, um, puts the thing in, lays down in the bed. I'm in a chair. I'm sitting like this. I got 48 hours to go just in a fucking chair. Wow. She's laying down. Now, the epidural, I didn't know this. It's basically an IV, but I it goes see. into your back. And, no, IV. I see. Uh, so there's a little you. button. Anytime you feel discomfort, you press the You're drugging yourself. Oh, wow. So this is labor. So now they break the water. They come in there and just snap your water. Oh. So now she's officially, quote, in labor. Okay. This is what in labor looks like. I mean, she's sound asleep, REM sleep, and I'm over here like this. <laughs> trying to get the blanket. I'm twisting. I can't get a position. You need a little drug action. A I would have killed for drugs. And then they come in every fucking hour. They couldn't be nice. These nurses, I mean, are, are like American heroes. Oh, they, they really, really are. are. So they come in. They go, how you feeling? And then the doctor comes in. Dr. Melka, best doctor I've ever seen, met, heard in my life. She All comes right. in. Melka? Melka? Melka fingers my wife and goes, nope, nothing happening. Hmm. Okay, I've great. I've heard that before. That, that's still rolling, right? <laughs> yep, yep, okay. yep. Fingering. And uh, she goes, yeah, nothing. We're going to put a balloon. They put a balloon in there. Which Chinese? Like, in, it inflates, so it, it, it gets you dilated. Oh, smart. They put the balloon in. Three hours later, they come in. Now it's whatever, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. The sun's coming up. They go, yeah, no movement yet. Well, we got time. We got time. So you go back. I re I'm reading books. I'm looking at Instagram. She's mostly sleeping. I'm pacing. Then around, oh, 3 p.m., knock on the door. Yeah, come on in. They go, yeah, you have someone out here? You're not allowed to have visitors. Oh, boy. I go, I, I, I don't know anything about that. They go, Maybe well, your parents showed up. There's a man out here. A man. There's a man out here. You can't have visitors. No one's allowed on this floor. Can you please come here? And I go, what the fuck is this? I walk out, and one Matt Salakus. Ah, oh, jeez. Does he have a gimbal? He's standing. In, is he filming? Standing in the hallway with a little dainty bag of apple pie. Ah. He's got an apple pie, and every nurse, doctor, lady is looking like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> now, I can't. It's hard for me to describe. It's not after visiting hours. There are no visitors. No. This is for women currently giving birth <laughs> and their partners, who, by the way, they do a Q&A to make sure we're not abusing. Yes. And meanwhile, a 58-year-old man with a porn stash <laughs> and a dirty jacket and an apple pie is just standing in there. Oh, my God. How do you get in? I, so I walk up. I go, it's like Paul O'Neill in the in the uh, George uh, Kramer, I mean. He's like, how'd you get in here? Right. I walk over. I'm like, thanks, buddy. I give him a hug. We never hugged, but it felt like, all right, I guess here you go. Are you touched a little? You got to be a little touched. I'm touched. Oh, I'm touched, baby. I mean, he might have scaled the walls to get in there. He might have had a rappel down or a Spider-Man thing. I think he wore a mask and a stethoscope oh, or whatever. Oh, you're probably right. So I go, uh, how how'd you get in here? And literally, this is the all-time the all-time quote is the kid stays in the picture from the bachelor party. That's a whole other story. Yes. But I go, how'd you get in here? He goes, I was born here. Oh, that's gold. I go, you were perfect. <laughs> he thinks it's like a fraternity. He can just right. come and go with a pass. <laughs> He's alumni. Like they're gonna be like, oh, we remember Salakus. Right, right. 1974. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I was and I so I now he's done such a nice gesture. And again, this is I do not know how he got in there. They ID you, they do all this stuff. This with is, food, mind you. This is a floor. There are no visitors at all on this floor. Wow. You don't get visitors until you go down a floor. 
I'm telling you, aviation ducked. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> He's something. He repelled. I don't know what the hell, but, uh, you know, I I'm chat repelled. him up for a minute, but I'm like, I got to, well, I'm going to get, my wife's in labor, sort of, so I got to get back there. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the pie. Bring her the apple pie. I I'm say, making a pie. I go, Salicuse brought some pie, and she said, who the hell is Salicuse? <laughs> I said, he's the video guy. Remember, he had the sketch idea with Mark. (laughs) And so I'm very touched. It was beautiful. She ate the pie. She went crazy for the pie. Okay, great. Love the pie. By the way, she had it after. When you're in labor, you're not allowed to eat. Ah. So she didn't realize. Oh, no, when you have an epidural, I think, whatever the fuck it is. So she didn't realize her last meal. She had just like half a hot dog. She's like, I'm nervous. I'll eat tomorrow morning. Right. So she's just fucking starving, drugging herself up. Last, it goes all, we literally go through the entirety of the day into the next morning. That was Thursday at 3 a.m. we got there. Yeah. Now it's Friday, 1 a.m. Doctor comes in, goes, all right. Basically, I think her shift was ending. It was like, Uh no movement, because we're trying to do natural. She's like, no movement here. We got to do a C-section. Now, I got to tell you, so... You're thinking we're got, we're having a baby. You know we're going to have a baby. But part of you thinks like maybe we're not having a baby. Like it doesn't feel real because there's no pushing and squeezing yes, and yes. crying. It's like not, not like the movies. We've just been sitting there for a day, like exactly like we are now, just sitting here for 24 hours. Wow. So then she comes in and goes, uh, "All right, we got to do the C-section because no, there's no movement here. So we're going to do C-section." Uh, and we're like, "Okay." So now you get like a spike of like, "Okay, here we go." And I'm- she goes. Is she nervous? Because that this is a slicing. We went from vaginal to slicing. She's nervous. She's sedated a bit, but she, we're we're so fucking tired. Not yeah. her. She's been sleeping for twenty hours. Sure. Best sleep I've ever seen anyone have. <laughs> so we go. Uh, all right. So she goes. All right. We're gonna go find a room. Get it ready for surgery. And then we'll come grab you. Probably like thirty minutes. Okay. So now you just get hit with a wave of like I'm gonna have a son. Oh, in thirty Lord. minutes. Oh, I can't even grasp the feeling. It's like this is why it's like late night. You know when you go to late night, you know you do it. The sets at six p.m. Yes. The show. You get there at three, and you're just hanging out with your buddies, and all of a sudden they're like. 10 minutes. Yes. And you're like, oh. Right. Uh, I got to get my suit on. Yes. I've never been funny in my life. My parents hate me. Let me put my tie on. Someone it, tie my tie. It's real now. And you're like, I can't do this. So then they come in. She leaves. They take her. They wheel her out. Now I'm like just raw with emotions. I haven't slept. I'm like sobbing. I'm like, I love you. Good night. Goodbye. The wheeling is very dramatic. I know. I'm like, I'm in love with someone else. They push her out. (laughs) And now I'm left in this room I've been in for 24 hours where I thought I was going to have a kid. And now it's like this. It's almost like college where you move out. Uh I'm just in this empty room with my thoughts. My wife is getting surgery prepped. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a dad shortly. Are you thinking about running for the hills? No, I'm just thinking about my whole life. I'm crying. I'm taking photos. I'm emotional. I mean, a lot of emotion. Yeah. Then a lady comes in who I haven't met, a nurse. She comes in. She brings the, the bunny suit. Mm. It's like, uh, it's got these big ears. Okay. No, I'm joking. Oh. It's, like, um, it's like the, you remember Mark Wahlberg at the end of Departed? Yeah. It's like that thing oh, with the feet. Oh, the feet. You got the feet and the little hairnet and the shit. She goes, all right, put all this on because it's it's surgery. You got to be oh, whatever. Wow. Meanwhile, if you remember, I'm, I have COVID. I have like oh, straight yeah. up COVID. Holy shit. And they're like, okay, put this suit on because the germs. And I'm like, okay. Wow. I'm giving everyone COVID, but whatever. No big deal. I put on the fucking hat. The zipper, the big one piece oh, yeah. zipper. Share the bunny. Get it all on the mask, the hat, the bunny suit, the whole thing. She comes in, the, the nurse comes in and goes, Oh, you know what? 
I jumped the gun. You got to take all that off. You got to bring all your luggage down to uh, the recovery room. Jesus. And you can't wear that in there because it gets contaminated. So take all that off. And meanwhile, I'm like trembling. My wife has been gone for a half an hour. And in my mind, I'm like, am I missing the fucking surgery? Right. Because I picture them. They're not waiting for me, whatever. So I unzip all the shit, take it all off, fold it back up. And keep in mind, I'm like, I haven't eaten. I haven't slept. I'm terrified. Yeah. I bring all my luggage to the recovery room down the hallway. They go, no, it's full in here. Oh, my Lord. And they go, well, what should I do? She goes, just leave it in your room. Ah, what is the amateur hour? So I got to walk back with all the, and I'm talking suitcase, duffel bag, backpack on my head. Apple pie. <laughs> Walk back to the room, put it all back where it was, put the bunny suit all back on. Then they go, all right, just wait out here. So now I'm, I got some great photos of it. I'm just sitting outside the room. My wife, I haven't seen my wife in a half an hour. Uh-huh. And now I'm like, I got these photos I look at now. It makes me emotional. I'm like, I'm three minutes away from being a dad. Woo-wee. They call you in. You come in. Now the C-section, she's literally... Line up, they have her hands tied because you get real shaky and crazy. Yeah, wow, still hot, sedated. It looks like Braveheart. Oh yeah. The joke was, uh, I yelled, "I'm losing my freedom." <laughs> there good. you go. There's your bit. Thirty-five like year old it. reference. She's got her arms out like this. Then they have a big. It's like a magic trick. They got a big sheet from like chest dividing. Got it. So her whole body's on this side. We're on the other side of the sheet. It's me, Sarah, and the. Uh, what do you call it? The anesthesiologist. Uh, that's the one. Whoa. Nice pull. So, no Salicuse? No. <laughs> he's, he's in the duck looking through. <laughs> okay. So uh, he's behind us. It's the three of us. And then there's uh, 14 people over on this side. Uh-huh. And they're about to slice this fat bastard up. <laughs> oh, man. So we're over here. And I'm like, I love you. I can't believe it. I appreciate you. And she's crying. I'm crying. The pediatrician's crying. We're all crying. I'm holding his t- cock, her hand. <laughs> I assume it's numb down. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's numb, baby. And uh, they're like, okay, here we go. And you can't see anything. It's just a blue sheet. It literally feels like a magic trick when they cut you in half. Right, right. And so I'm down here chatting with her. And uh, they're like, little pr-. and every once in a while, Melka just pokes her head up over the thing. It's like a comedy sketch. Yeah. She's like, how you guys doing back here? <laughs> it, it couldn't be more comedic. Yeah. Yeah, everything good? All right. And then she comes back down. She comes up. She's got like a blood mustache. Oh, my good. God. So then they go, all right, when the baby comes, we're going to drop the curtain and you can see him. Yeah. And then we'll pull it back up. It's very show busy. It's, it's, it's fucking insane. Oh, I was wearing a top hat and uh, a tie. <laughs> And so then you're just hoping to hear crying. Yes. Because if you don't hear crying, that's a problem. Yes. Because the babies cry when they come out. So they're like, okay, a little pressure. And Sarah's just like, Bleh. oh, my God. And we're both sobbing, holding hands. I'm squeezing her tit. And then you just hear, ah, oh, ah, what a moment. Ah. And I had so much wherewithal. I hit the recording. I had my recording thing. I got his initial cries. Whoa. I got the cries. I'm, I got that going. Then they're like, all right, we're going to drop the sheet. So get ready. And I get the phone. I'm shaking. They drop the sheet. I snap a photo. You got to see this photo. I can't wait. Blood everywhere. The, the the surgery light is just shining. He looks like an angel with a, with a cord out of his body. Wow. Bloody angel. So they're like, there you go. There's your child. They put the curtain back up because they got to get to business. Uh-huh. Then they, the baby's screaming. They put the baby in a little, under a heat lamp, mm. in a crib, and they come over and they go, all right, Dad, go be with the baby, because she can't be. Sure. She's like shaking. She loses all her hormones, and she's tied down. Yeah. So then this is where it gets really crazy. So they're like, just go be with them. And it's like, it's like George with the squirrel. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just go over there and you're like, hey, dude. Yeah. Shaking. Right. Trying to talk to him. He's crying. He's naked. He's got, you know, shit all over him. The, the chunks and the goo. The goo. And then these nurses, you just fall because I'm raw with emotion. Oh, I'm yeah. hungry. I'm tired. I'm crying. And the nurses come and they just jam a bottle in his mouth, which is so wild. They just know how to use a bottle. I know. It's crazy. Right away, he's like, instinct. Yeah. Unbelievable. So then. I keep thinking, I'm like, going to turn to Sarah, and I'm like, Sarah, he's beautiful. I turn, and it's this, and she has the full hole. I looked right in the hole. Oh. Like full, like, like a pulsy, bloody hole. And I'm like, wow. And they're all in there working. They don't give a fuck about the yeah. baby or anything. Like, we got a woman who's got a gaping hole in her in her stomach. Sure, sure. So they're sewing her up. And a couple times I looked over there, just looked right in. And I'm t- this blood, it looks like a Tarantino film. Wow. Blood everywhere, blood on the ceiling, blood on the floor, everywhere. And then they're like, that's not actually blood. It's more uh, placenta. And I'm like, that's blood to me. It's yeah, red liquid. It's red lick. So I'm over there with the baby. I'm chatting him up. He's sweet as pie, the whole thing. Then they put some clothes, they swaddle him up, and they go, all right, bring him over to his mother, because now mm. my wife has not seen the baby. Wow, It's yeah. just me and the baby. She's over there getting sewn up, and sure. so she can't hold him, because she's tied down and all shaken, so you literally just hold the baby next to him, and you're like, here's your baby. Yeah. And it's a big, crying, beautiful, lovely mess, wow. the whole thing. And uh, then they- This is unbelievable. You hang out for like, what I thought was like- 15 minutes, but it turns out it was an hour because there's also a little in the crib. There's like a clock counting up, just mm. like a late night. And I have a photo. It's like at 322. You're like, my son is three minutes and 22 seconds old. Yeah. Which is really bizarre. And I think I was in there for about 45 minutes. Then they take the baby to um, the nursery to go give him his tests and a couple shots and whatever. And then they're like, all right, you're, I'm done. They have yeah. to like seal her up and get her stable. Then they go, all right, you just wait out there. So I'm like, okay. Baby was born at 2.34. Now it's 3.30. They're like, we'll be right out. We'll come get you. Okay. When she's stable. I go, great. So I just sit on a chair. They got like some TV show on, full blast. Three hours passed. So I had like 40 minutes with my baby. Now I'm just sitting on a chair for three hours alone being like, is my baby dead? Does my yeah. wife divorce me? I don't know. Right. So lonely. A little and information then, would be nice. No... No thing. You just have to go, all right, hopefully. And then you also haven't slept. They come, they get me. We go to the recovery room. We all sit there. They wheel the baby in. The three of you just in there. And uh, then you're just in there. Huh. And you're on no, I haven't slept in 26 hours. Actually, it's more like 50 hours at that point, sure. I'm realizing, because you came in the night before. You've been awake that whole time. Yeah. So, because we came in at 2.15. I only slept for two hours leading up to it, because it's oh, midnight. You wake up at 2. God. So I've slept two hours in three days, two days, whatever. Woo! And you sit there, and then you go up to the other floor, the uh, recovery floor. And then at first, we didn't have a room. We had to share a room with this other woman because it was so full. It was a big weekend. Yeah. And this other one was like going through like a miscarriage. And we're sharing the room. Ooh, it's just a curtain. Ooh, that's tough. And so they're having this tragic thing. And we're like, uh-huh. I love you. And you're yeah. like, this is no good. And one of the nurses was like, I'm going to get you out of there. This isn't fair to either one of you. And finally... They found us like a room, big spacious room with like a couch that folded into a bed, uh-huh. a view of the city. Oh. And I was just, again, so raw. I just started, I've never been more grateful for anything in my life because it was like 12 hours sharing a room in yeah. the chair. Got our own room. They had movie choice. We watched The League of Their Own in Greece. Hey. Never cried harder in my life. My parents flew in. They came over. Hey. Boy, their arms That's tired. Nice. 
that was something. Sarah's sister came by. My niece came by. And then you got to drive home with the baby, which is terrifying. Yes. So, uh, you know, Uber black. Yeah. Like, no, I brought the car. Oh, you lock okay. them in there. I had, you know, Sarah, my mother in the back seat, my dad over here. And then you just take her slow, bring him home. And you go, this is where you live. Baby on board. And uh, that's where he lives. He lives right upstairs. I saw him. So is it, is it terrifying? Is it like one of these things where your whole life's different? My whole life is about not Letting this thing die. I'm a different guy. I, well, how do you feel? I feel good. I mean, it's weird. Right now, it's like I'm very tired, obviously, but I don't have like baby. I still have the same anxiety of like World War Three breaking okay. out. Like I said, the baby's healthy and happy. I have no like fear of him. Like this is fascinating. Whatever. You're scared of the kooks, climate change, AI. The baby, you're cool as a cucumber. Well, the baby's easy. He's a human. I have no problem with relationships. Right. My my worry is that, you know, I won't say how I feel about everything going on, yeah, but it's, yeah. like, it's like, oh, my God, we're going to be World War Three. It's crazy, the division, and what kind of world is he going to grow up in? Uh-huh. But just day to day, you're like, he's crying. You feed him. You hug him. You snug him. You talk to him. I do a lot of talking and eye contact, and you feed him. You stick that thing in there. He's he's very easy to love. Yeah, he's a cute kid, but you're on the clock for 18 years here. Yeah, I mean, my parents, I still call every day crying. So I'm like, the kooks are after me. Well, here's the main question. What was longer, the labor or the Indian guy's set? It was close. All right. Very very close. Neither was very funny. But um, (laughs) You cried on both. But yeah, so he's up there. It's fun. You go, you know, you take it a day at a time. It really does like humble you and and shorten everything down to like, all right, this. Yes. I'm doing this. And then you're like, all right, have a show. I got to go do the show and do the best to make the money, whatever. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. So far, it's a lot of fun. Well, congratulations. It's a good looking kid. He's cute. I've only seen him for four minutes sleeping. Right. So I got I got a lot of these. Yeah, he does a lot of that. It was adorable. They have no nervous system. So any noise, they go like this. They're like uh, they're like George when he's with Peterman's mother. <laughs> Just a lot of like that kind of shit. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun, you know. But it'll get funner because right now he doesn't know who the fuck I am. He's staring right through me. Yeah. There's no like gags. You no, know? he's a blob. But uh, you know, you kiss him a lot, and you you know you give the rubs and the pats. Yes, go pats. But he's not. Oh, they stink. But he's not like oh, hey. Yeah, that's That'll true. That'll be fun. It's crazy to think about. I'm looking at his face. It's crazy to think at some point he'll run in and be like, farting. Yeah. Ah, and then run out and he'll have, he'll have bits, you know. And he will get a personality at one point. And it's going to, even before he talks, he'll have a personality. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. And uh, But right now it's just a lot of hanging out. Yeah. And I got to say, I mean, I saw Sarah. She's glowing. Oh, big glow. She just slipped right in there. We're having a hell of a time. And I uh, can't wait to have sex. Yeah, you earned it. I'm only halfway through. It's six weeks. It's been three. I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> Ooh, rock steady, baby. I love sex. I almost got a couple of boy whores in uh, Vegas, but Ooh. decided against it. Well, we got we got to wrap it up. This is the longest episode of all time. Well, just you know, appropriately so. Special episode. Special. Speaking of special episodes, tell them about the Beacon for God's sake. Oh, you gotta plug geez. this show. I forgot. You yeah, sold eleven tickets for Christ's sake. The Beacon is not looking good. You hear about <laughs> Stavros, Sam Marill, the uh, Ari even sold it out. We got to sell this thing out. The Beacon, I think I'm doing too many spots around town. Uh, January 27th, get a ticket on the website. Mine, theirs, whatever. We got to do it so the terrorists don't win. Beacon. The Beacon. The Beacon of Hope. Beacon of Light. Which, by the way, of all the big rooms we've done, I feel like that's the best one. You think so? Well, 
Radio City. Have you done Radio City? We missed Radio I City. I never have. Ah, no, wait, room. I did. I did. I, I bombed there. Yeah, that room sucks. Sucks. That sucks. Carnegie, I haven't done, but I heard the sound isn't great. I thought it was. I heard you can't hear up there, but for, as a comic, it's pretty special. Okay. And, um, but. I've done the Hulu MSG Theater. I've done mm. Madison. We've done Madison Square Garden yeah. itself. Yeah. But of the ones I've done, Beacon is the coolest and the best. Okay. So that's something. Well, it's also funny, and I know we got to wrap it up, but you hear these old timers talking, like the Louis and the Cars, all these guys, and they're like, oh, I should have done the Beacon. They had the, the money's better. It actually has a better sound, and the deal is better. This is all the union. So they're talking about all the business stuff that we don't know. Right, right. It's a beautiful room, ornate, and it's right on the Upper West Side. Ornate Bargazzi. Um, so there you go. Yeah, right there, right by State of New York, which we've walked by 9,000 times doing the old pod. That's amazing. You, you walk under it every single time you do a set at Stand Up New York yeah. or the podcast yeah. or Alan's office. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so get those fucking tickets for God's Thank sakes. You. And uh, I'm off for a while. January 11th to the 13th, Tacoma Comedy Club. And then the weekend after that, Poughkeepsie, January Ooh. 19 and 20, I think that is. Laugh it up. Laugh it up. And I got some February dates that I don't know because I'm a bad comedian. And then uh, March 28th through the 30th, Pittsburgh Improv, something in February. I'll figure it out. But uh, go to Punch Up Live. I'm doing a bunch of stuff on there. Punch Up Live. You can sign up for my email list. Get tickets to there. Thanks to everyone that came out in D.C. Sold out. Totally sold out. That's a good feeling. So thank Clean. you, everybody that came. And uh, Patreon, get on the Patreon. Yes, you got to do it. Good stuff, always cooking. And uh, said this guy, uh, congrats to the the baby. Thank you. And uh, shout out to Lex to fill it in for Chuck here in Astoria. Oh, yeah. And I think that's about it. And we're going to do a bonus right now. Queef it up, praise Allah. Do what you say, cut it.